Welcome to interview two of The Bald Project. I first heard Patrice's story during a STARS event here in Phoenix, Arizona. STARS, or Survivors Tell a Real Story, is put on by a second act. It's women survivors who are now turning their cancer experience into something positive. We were both speakers on stage that day. She spoke about her many run-ins with cancer, her desire to help her community, getting her college degree, and how faith gets her through it all. While I spoke about my not-so-ordinary relationship with my hair and why I'm starting The Bald Project. I was super excited when she volunteered to be an interviewee. I think what I found most interesting about my interview with her was her candid nature regarding people approaching her in public. I felt a kindredness with the notion that being bald in public didn't mean I was inviting unsolicited conversation or advice. As a bald cancer patient in public, sometimes I just wanted to be a woman who is buying ice cream at the grocery store and head home. As someone who chose to be bald in public, her reaction resonated with me. I have to forewarn those of you who are new to your cancer experience. Patrice and I share some laughs that might seem a little dark or inappropriate, but as most survivors will tell you, there are so many tears that come during your cancer experience that you have to learn to laugh when you can. Patrice is currently going through treatment again. At this most current stage in her cancer story, remembering her hair loss timeline is not on the forefront of her memory. So I apologize in advance because we jump around a little bit during our interview. I am gonna apologize for the audio of this interview. My microphone failed to record my audio. So what you're hearing is my voice being picked up by Patrice's microphone. It's not great quality, but the story is still fantastic. I hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, here's Patrice telling you about her many hair losses and that her third time was the most shocking for her and her friend. Welcome to The Bald Project. I first lost my hair to treatment at age 24 and I lost my hair four times since the first time. So when you knew that you were gonna go through chemotherapy, what was your first reaction? My first reaction to the diagnosis and to going through chemotherapy was shock because um, it started out as something that was supposed to be nothing and turned into a cancer diagnosis. And um, going through chemotherapy, the first six months, they did let me know that I would definitely lose my hair with the treatment that I was using. But I didn't lose my hair the first six months <laughs> with that treatment, but I had to do an additional six months uh, right after that, and I did lose my hair that time. So were you, when you realized that you weren't losing your hair, was that a relief, or was, were you just waiting for the, the shoe to drop? I was just waiting for the hair to fall out. I was waiting for the shoe to drop. My kids were really young. They thought it was funny because I had a two-year-old at the time. And so I had prepared them and let them know that their mom is going to lose all of her hair. And they were just kind of excited. And um, so we, I was just waiting for the hair to fall out, but then it didn't happen. And my doctors kind of assured me that it would happen and didn't happen. And then uh, the next treatment, they said, probably gets everybody. And it got me and my hair fell out. Do you remember the morning or the day that your hair started falling? 
Um, I remember I had braids. I got braids in anticipation of it. And so my braids had already had a lot of new growth because um, I, was, I, I didn't want to take them out in anticipation that my hair would fall out. And so the braids started falling out. And I had to take the braids down and comb all my hair out. And it took a while for it to, it, like it fell out <coughs> gradually. So um, it took a while for it to fall out. And it, it probably was maybe a month before I had to shave my head. And um, that's the only time that it happened like that. Was it difficult taking your braids out while your hair was falling out? Was that process a pain in the butt? The process was a pain in the butt. Um, it was just more difficult going through everything I was going through. I was going through stage four cancer and I was supposed to be cured in the first six months and to find another tumor just as big as the first tumor, like the day that you stopped treatment. And then also to find out that I need to do six more months of chemo when I thought I was done and that I had to do um, a bone marrow transplant. Like I was so overwhelmed that by then and waiting for my hair to fall out, it wasn't a big deal. I had so much other stuff going on that I wasn't too um, stressed about the hair at that point. Were you at all before that ever stressed about it? I didn't feel like I was. Um, I didn't feel like I was too stressed about losing my hair. So your son was excited. Why was he excited? My daughters. Your daughters. Because they were two, three, and four, and they didn't understand any of it. And the only thing they understood was my hair was going to fall out. And they were just like, you're, you're going to be bald, you know, I'm, you're not going to have no hair. And they were just smiling. I don't know. They were kids. Anything I told them, as long as they weren't in trouble, you know, they were happy. <laughs> so, kids. yeah. When you, um, when you did shave your head, um, who helped you with that? Who was there for that? my oldest sister and my kid's father uh, they were there they kind of uh, i think it was my sister that actually shaved my head nobody was willing to shave their head with me um, people talked about it but they didn't actually do it and i think it was my sister that actually uh, got the razors and because um, it was so patchy my hair was so patchy that she had to um, shave my head did you do it with clippers or did you do it with a razor with clippers okay. Was it a relief to, to get it off or? Yeah, it was a relief. And I, I um, didn't wear a wig all the time. I wore um, like a head wrap or nothing. So when you, when did you get your wigs during that? I don't even know wigs were big back then. And I'm trying to think, I don't remember having no wig cause I got some pictures and I don't have pictures of me with no wig. I either have a, a bandana type thing on or nothing at all. When you finally went bald, how were your kids around you? I think they were normal, but um, by the time I had to do six more months of chemo, I think I, and I had my bone marrow transplant at the end of that. By then I was uh, sick and tired and um, I was having a lot of other people help with the kids. Mm -hmm. I had to be in the hospital for, they told me a month, but I was actually in there for about two weeks. And so by the time all of that stuff was happening, my kids was just happy to have me coming back home and I felt like I was on the road to recovery. So. How was your family and your friends when you were not wearing your head wrap and you were? Everybody was actually really supportive. I remember one time I went to, me and my husband was riding around and we seen some people that we know and he was like, 
quick get your thing for your head because you know your head <laughs> you're bald <laughs> like cover your head so um and I, for a second I was looking for it, but I was like, whatever. And the people that was coming up, uh, they didn't care. You know, everybody was supportive. Everybody knew kind of what was going on. And that's the thing that people should know if you do decide to walk around without your hair and your eyebrows and your eyelashes. People will know kind of what's going on with you. It's kind of like a calling card. And people will approach you. So every time, every day, you don't feel like being approached and reminded that the world knows that you have cancer. But... Um, it's going to happen. So when he was telling you to, you know, grab, go grab your wrap, um, was was that because you weren't in public that much for your outfit without it? Tell me about that. I thought it was because he was embarrassed, but he said he th said because he thought I would be embarrassed. So um, we just both laughed about it, and then. I t when it was a guy named Mike and his wife when they walked up to us and because we were at a bank or something in the parking lot um, and I mentioned it to them they're like we don't care it's n you know it's no big deal so he thought it was for me I thought it was for his benefit and the couple just was like <laughs> yeah nobody cared um, the second time I lost my hair was a lot more shocking because it all fell out instantly within a minute <laughs> i thought it was going to be gradual i thought it was going to be oh, a few hairs here and few hairs here but no i had a full head of hair and then a second later i had no hair at all so okay so the second time how much time later was that was it a different chemo regimen yeah it was a totally different um chemo regimen and it's actually let me think Oh, I had the transplant on three. It's not the second time, it's the third time. So the second time that I lost my hair, my uh, cancer came back after my bone marrow transplant. And I um, had to go through some treatments and they told me I needed a bone marrow transplant and I needed a donor, but they didn't have a donor for me. So they were just giving me chemo and radiation to give me more time. And so my hair fell out uh, again and it fell out gradually. And I did chemotherapy and treatments for about a year, but then I got better out of nowhere. We did not find a donor for, for, for me, and I was able to get off treatments because um, the cancer went away, and I was good for about a year, and so my hair started to grow back, and um, it fell out gradually again like it, you know, it did the first time, and um, I was able to get off uh, the treatments, and so my hair started to grow back. And then the third time, um, the can when the cancer came back, and I did absolutely need a bone marrow transplant, but they found me a donor. I had to, everything had to be on a timeline. Because when you get <coughs> marrow from a donor, they can't freeze it. It has to come from the, on the plane from the United States. They have to deliver it to you, give it to you within a certain time frame from when they take it from the patient. And so I was in the hospital getting high-dose chemotherapy while the person was donating to me and so I was in the hospital and uh, a friend I had like two braids in my hair because you know in the hospital you don't want to look crazy and a friend uh, came through and I told her to do my braids over and she's like oh your hair is coming out and I said that's okay just comb whatever comes out and then braid it up and she combed all my hair off and we laugh about that to this day but she literally combed every strand of hair off my head oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you find that 
Were you laughing about it in the moment? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, damn, if I'd have knew you was going to call them all the hair off, I would have told your ass to call them hair off. <laughs> and she literally combed all my hair off. <laughs> and it was just dramatic to see myself, you know, looking all normal and then to go into the mirror and see no hair at all. How was she during that moment? She said it traumatized her too. So even though we laugh about it um, now, she was like, I was traumatized too. So and I don't know, maybe it just fascinated her. So that's why she just kept calming or maybe she thought she was helping. <laughs> I don't know. But um, we can laugh about it now. It's been over 10 years. But at the time, I was kind of devastated. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a shock for everyone else as well? Yeah, but I don't know if they said that because I was sitting in the hospital and actually um, I remember because I, I would see nurses and stuff later and everybody's like, oh, we never thought you were going to make it. So I think my family and friends probably just came in on a positive note and um, I probably was looking horrible. I had so much stuff going on. I had the little red blood things in my eyes. Mm -hmm. They told me I couldn't eat. I didn't know that meant I literally could not eat. I just thought it meant we don't want you to eat. So I tried to eat anyway, and I had a choking fit for like three hours. So um, yeah, everything was all bad that day. <laughs> so you lost it again after that? Um, after that third time, mm -hmm. just recently, um, one treatment, lost all my hair again. So. How long was, was is it on new <coughs> Yeah, right now I have a totally new cancer and all new cancer treatments. And um, I had been on immunotherapy for a long time and then it stopped working. So the doctor wanted to try chemotherapy. He let me know that my hair could possibly fall out. And so um, I dyed my hair bright red, just wanted to do something different, went to the shop, got my hair dyed bright red in anticipation for my hair to fall out and it didn't fall out. And so it was so funny because I went to the doctor and um, he was telling me something and he was scratching his head. I said, why you keep touching your head? Are you trying to tell me something? Is my hair gonna fall out? And he goes, oh no, your hair's not going nowhere. And the very next day, um, my hair started to fall out. And I told him, God still got you on opposites because you think I'm not gonna survive this. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and, and I, I was able to shock him too because I went in with a wig on and they didn't recognize that it was a wig. And I asked him, did he remember our last appointment? And he was like, why? You know, like, what's, I was like, do you remember everything you said? And he was like, why? So you told me my hair wasn't going nowhere and I snatched off the wig and I said, oh, my hair fell out. So yeah, I shocked him and I shocked the nurse. We had a laugh, but yep, so just recently I lost my hair. Um, and I only did chemo that one time. The doctor just wanted me to do it that one time. And um, I only did uh, one chemo treatment, uh, one round of whatever chemo treatment it was. And it took like three weeks after the treatment for my hair to um, fall out. Man. Yeah. I mean, three weeks is an average time. Um, so going back to when you had your bone marrow transplant, mm -hmm. when they do high dosage chemo, did they prepare you for your hair to fall out all at once? No. Is that a normal thing? I don't, I don't even know what's normal anymore when it comes to losing your hair to chemo. Um, but no, they did not prepare me for my hair to um, fall out like that. But I don't know if anybody could prepare you for your hair and your face to look totally different because when your eyebrows and eyelashes are gone, you look totally different.
Um, you might not feel like a cancer patient and you, if your hair is not gone, you're not going to look like one. But once all your hair and eyebrows and eyelashes, everything falls out, you're a cancer patient. Feel like one. So you've lost all your eyelashes and eyebrows? This last time, I did not lose all of my lashes and eyebrows. They were really um, spotty. I had bald spots in my eyebrows and stuff, but I did not completely lose all of my um, eyelashes and eyebrows. So when yours were thinning and patchy, um, what, was your, what was your makeup regimen? How did you deal with that? I just filled them in with um, like a pomade or like a dark eyeshadow. MAC makes a dark eyeshadow and I just use a little brush and kind of fill them in and they're filled in right now. But I did have to get them arched because they're growing back in and they don't grow back in cute. Um, so it would be nice if the perfect part grew in first but the bushy parts grew in first and so I had to go get it um, arched which is weird because they're thin. So I was like, I know it's weird, but just make it have a shape, you know. So um, and then it was also weird because when you're trying to um, fill them in, like the bald spots or whatever, but then you have the bushy part that you don't even want there. You, 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 like, how do you tell somebody just take this off, even though you're missing some here? It's, it's totally weird. So um, I took a risk and got them done yesterday, but I just feel I and just use good. makeup. They're Thank you. Point. Thank you. <laughs> makeup. Yeah, makeup. When you went to get your brows and stuff done, how were the aestheticians with you? I just sat down. I didn't explain anything to them okay. and just uh, told them to shape them up. And she did a good job, and that was it. Fair enough. Yeah. Let's talk about hair growing back, because that's a different beast. Mm-hmm. Um, did your hair grow back different every time? Yes, it did. Um, it grew back a different texture every time and a different thickness. And I think um, me going through menopause through the process had a lot to do with it. So the first time that I lost my hair, it grew back really pretty and it was so thick and it was a nice good texture. Um, and I loved when it grew back. And the second time as well, the third time I had went through menopause and so my hair just grew back really thin. And now it's growing back gray. All gray? No, not all gray. Some but gray? yeah, there's like a big patch of gray in front. Hmm. I prayed for platinum. <laughs> you what? Less than one percent of women come back all white. Platinum. Oh wow! And I was like, come on, platinum. <laughs> <laughs> right. It didn't happen, but I got some sparkles. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna have some sparkles. Some sparkles. Yeah. Was there anything that you did to help it? come back through? Did you use any exfoliants? Right now I'm using some stuff that I got from a guy online. Um, he makes like a hair pomade and a hair oil, natural products, and it helps to grow your hair back faster. So I'm using that stuff right now on my hair. Is it working for you? I feel like it is. Okay. What's in it? I don't know. Yeah, just some stuff? Shea butter, <laughs> oil, vitamins. Yeah. He um, is like part of the beard gang or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he makes it for him and his daughter, and he's been selling it and showing pictures online. We've been Facebook friends forever, and then I found that I need it, so I, you know, like to support little businesses. So I just told him to send me some. It's only twenty bucks, and it's really been working. My mom said every time she sees me, my hair looks a little bit thicker. So he makes it for his daughter too. Yeah. What does she need it for? He just makes it so she can have good, pretty hair. Oh, yeah. She's like a, a one-year-old. Yeah. Oh. I love that. Yeah. So the first time you lost your hair, you were in a relationship? I was married. 
<laughs> I mean, we don't have to talk about all that. I'm just, um, how was, how was that hair loss and that being in a relationship? Um, being in a relationship and hair loss, I don't really feel like it affected me at all or the partners that I was with. Um, yeah. They were fine with it? Yeah. No big deal? Yep. I like that. I find that a lot with most of the men I talk to. Oh, good. Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting. Yep. I think that a lot of women are afraid of that. Yeah. And it's not even the case. Yeah. Even when I was dating, because the second and third time, well... The second time, definitely, I was dating um, a dude from out of state, and so we had like a long distance relationship, and I had to go visit him bald, and I just thought it was weird, but he didn't care. So. I don't know. I just say, black women look great bald. <laughs> Thank you. They, they really, like, I mean, I pulled it off great, but like, <laughs> there's just a lot of really great women that have super short hair, and I think it's fantastic. Um, did you feel, when you were out in public, you know, you talked about how, I mean, it's, it's out there. <laughs> like, right. I was the same. Like, I wore nothing ever. Um, so it was definitely out there. Was there goods and bads to it? Did you have, like, good experiences, bad experiences? Um, yeah, sometimes people will come up to you and pray with you, or they'll tell you something like, I know you're going to beat it, and stuff like that. But I've had people, um, a person come up to me and say, girl, be careful. You know, they're trying to kill us in these hospitals. And, you know, so <laughs> stuff like that you um, may not want to be bothered with. So, um, and just the fact that it's out there. Sometimes you don't even want to, um, it's like, I didn't, if I didn't come tell you, <laughs> you know, what gives you the right? So, but um, yeah, people, some people are just very free and they'll come up to you and, you know, say, I'm sorry, or um, I I'm praying for you, or I hope you beat it, or you're going to beat it. And that's okay if they say that and they walk away, but sometimes they linger and they want to tell you a long story or they want to tell you, um, like I said, the person came up to me talking about, be careful, they're trying to kill us in these hospitals, don't trust these doctors. And it's like, go away. <laughs> so. Yeah. What about the kids? You were telling me a story about um, the kids asking you. Oh, um, recently, like my uh, friend's kids and some other little kids, they, uh, they, they'll they say, why is your hair like that? Like, you know, they're shocked, you know, and kids are like, why is your hair like that? And they're little boys, so I was like, I wanted my hair like yours. They're like, why, why'd you do that to your hair? And then I had this thing on my head, this thing, and they go, and when they seen me, um, I came to the house, and there was other people there, strangers, and they're like, "Take that thing off your hair. We want to see your hair. We want to see your hair." So, stuff like that. Kids have no filter. They're gonna say what's on their mind. So you have to kind of be prepared for all that if you're gonna walk around um, bald, especially if you're used to having hair. They're gonna have questions, and you just kind of have to be open to it. Some days, though, you might not feel like being the cancer patient in the room. You just want to be normal like everybody else. So um, that kind of comes with the territory, though. How do you deal with those days when you don't feel like being the cancer patient and people are still wanting to approach you? Sometimes if I, I'm just not up for it, I won't be out and about. I'll just be at home. Um, if I have to be out and about and it's not a child, I'll ignore people or I'll tell them to kick rocks. But um, for children, I always try to be nice too. Do you have anything more that comes to mind? Um, this time when I lost my hair, 
when I okay, I got a warning because I, t I don't shave and when I took a shower I knew my hair was coming out and so I prolonged it probably two weeks because I didn't have nothing I didn't have no wigs I had got over that that I was gonna lose my hair and so I did not comb my hair just the bare minimum to get it all going in the same direction and so I didn't comb my hair until I had to comb all my hair off and um, then when I did um, finally comb my hair off I already had new hair growing so when I took it to the razor I didn't want to go to zero that's how um, petty I am. I wanted my little strands that I had already grew. So I just <laughs> took it to number one. And so it was even, but now it's not so even where I got a little patch over here where it looks like it didn't completely fall out. It's a little bit thicker, but I know that my hair will catch up. So yeah, I even though I'm okay with it, like I, it started growing back. So <laughs> I want my little strands. So I think that is so petty that I won't even my hair out, but or that I didn't, you know, shave it all off. But, um, yeah. I don't think it's petty. <laughs> I don't think it's petty. I don't think it's vain. I think it's just us wanting to have our bodies back. Right. As much as we can. Hold on to as much normal as we can. Absolutely. I want my old body back. I was like 45 pounds lighter. <laughs> <laughs> right. I definitely want all that back. <laughs> right. I don't want the joint pain anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. I think she's if you want to hear Patrice's full cancer story, you can find a video of her on stage during her STARS performance at a secondact.org. That's A2NDACT.org. If you would like to tell your story or have tips and information to share, please visit me at thebaldproject.com. No matter where you are in the world, I'm sure we can make an interview happen. To get an idea of how hard it was for Patrice to remember her timeline, I'll leave you here to listen to her practicing the introduction of her interview. Until next time, this is Monica Castillo telling you that baldness is nothing to be ashamed of. Um, I just like an introduction, so you can either use your ages, since you're more than one, or years. So it'd be like, Hi, I'm Monica. I was 38 years old when I lost my hair to, to chemotherapy, okay. or when I lost my hair to treatment. Because for you, did did you do radiation? Yeah. Yeah. But I I was 24 when I first lost my hair to treatment. You were, so you were 24. Was it 24, 28? 20. Uh, 24. And I don't know all the different ages. It's just all <laughs> you've seen all those years. I just know that one because I was diagnosed um, at 23. Um, so I don't know. Um, probably 28, 30. I don't, I don't even know all the different time, ages that I have. For times. you, it was, I was 24 when I lost my hair the first time, and I've lost my hair three more times since then, or however many times. Okay. Um, At least five, more. Yeah? No. Um, one, two, and then now it's the third time. And I, the first time was the first time, and then two more after that, and now, so that's two three, four times. <laughs> so uh, you can go ahead and do that one. Okay. You can do it a couple times if you need to. All right. Hello, my name is Patrice, and I was 24 years old when I first lost my hair to treatment. And I lost my hair four times besides that due to treatment. Well, are you happy with that or you want to do it again? 
I can do it again. You need the pig or trying. Hi, I'm Patrice. I was 28 when I first lost my hair to treatment. 24. Thank you. Hello, I'm Patrice. I was 24 when I first lost my hair to treatment, and I have lost my hair to treatment four other times besides the first time. I'm good. Did I say the right age? Yep. Okay. <laughs> it comes of the first two words. I can't remember that word. It is. And it's like yeah. once you get like, because you'll get more comfortable once you get through. So if you want to go like. Yeah, do it again. Yeah. To do the first two again. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Because like I said, we just roll it and then it just, you know. Okay. That's the power of editing, my friend. <laughs> that's what's up.